Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Why? Why? If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T Mobile prioritizes certain T Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear a screaming shout. I love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're well, Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hello, Ward. Hello, Eric. Listen, we got a lot of ground to cover. There's a lot going on in Hoosier Nation right now. We've got none of it. Fun- none, none of it good. <laughs> Not much of it great, except for the interview that we have today, True. which is very great and uh, provides optimism, something that is in short supply right now amongst Hoosier fans. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, yeah, some some business. Some now, this is some good business. Look. We've never had a sponsor. Why? Because who the F wants to sponsor us? Right? For real. For I real. Mean, it takes a special kind of crazy to get on board with this show. But conversations have been happening. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the move over to the Varsity Network has, has changed things a little bit for us. But yep. it was important for us to, if we were going to have a sponsor, if we were going to partner up with somebody, that it be somebody who is committed to Indiana University. Yep. And and somebody that supports Indiana University, somebody even better would be someone that is a part of the community of Bloomington in mm-hmm. in a major way. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we got the best that we could possibly get. Checked all the boxes. And I think before we even say the name, we should let our new little siren call say the name for us. What do you say? I'm going to I'm going to insert it right here. I love it. I love how it sounds. I love the fade out. I love everything about it. I, I just love it. It's very happy. It it makes me think of so many of our favorite things. Cars. <laughs> cars, money. Car, <laughs> cars, money, straight no chaser, Bloomington. All right. So first, special shout out to Steve Morgan and straight no chaser again for nailing it. Just absolutely nailing it. 
and communitycars.com, which we are now, you can say powered by, you can say presented by, communitycars.com. Look, we're not going to do traditional reads. We're not going to read a script. Here's what I'm going to say about Community Cars. I recently bought my car from Community Cars. They made the process so freaking easy because I hate buying cars. They sent me the paperwork. They had stickers where I just needed to sign. They had a self-addressed stamped envelope that I put the paperwork back in and sent back. And then the car showed up to my house. It just showed up and I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's silly. That's silly. That means the community isn't just Bloomington. It's Hoosiers. If you're a Hoosier and you're listening to this, I'd say if you're in the Continental 48, Community Cars is your Community Cars dealership. Boom. I I totally agree. And the great thing about them is, like, if you want to go in, they'll sell you a car like traditional. If you want to do it online, they'll sell you a car online. If you want to do it at your house like I did, then they'll do it at your house. They'll ship it to you. If they don't have the car in stock that you want, which they didn't for me, they custom ordered it. And they took care of everything for me. And you got those sweet wheels. I did. I got some sweet black wheels because when you're 44 and really dorky out in L.A. and you want to feel like a badass, you just go full out with the car. That's what yeah. I did. When, so, you're dr- when you're dropping the kiddo- kiddos off in middle school with those black wheels, that's that's when you're feeling that flex. Yeah, it's real intimidating. You pull up to the middle school, you drop your kid out with a Hello Kitty backpack and just send them on their way. Yeah, it's to, real To badass. be fair, though, with that Suburban, you could fit several of the other cars that drop off inside your car. <laughs> it is a big car. Communitycars.com. Evan Martin, who runs Community Cars with his father, who started the business and have been part of the Bloomington community for quite some time. If you can't find a car at Community Cars, you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. So mm-hmm. we are more than happy and honored to have them uh, be part of this and be on this journey with us. So love it and love Straight No Chaser doing the jingle for them. And look, Evan's been supporting us going all the way back to the Bluebird event. Like Evan, just just as a friend, uh, has been uh, just always there for us, literally, physically, um, in person, back in Bloomington, you know, telling me where to get the best cold brew in town. Uh, and, and that all these years later that he won still talks to us is amazing. That's, that's the shocking part for sure. Um, but that that it's come to this, that he and his father's car dealership is our title sponsor, that they are now officially a part of this podcast. It's really cool to to have gone on this journey with them and now taking it to the next level in partnership with them. And obviously, they get you cars, but clearly they can also get you coffee. So it's communitycars.com. And coffee. <laughs> I mean, don't don't call up and ask Evan to bring you a coffee. Yeah, that, but, but just, he'll he'll tell you where to go to get a good. He'll, one. <laughs> it reminds <laughs> me of that old SNL sketch. Do you remember? Um, there was the the Bank of Change. Oh sure, sure. They did this great bit where it was like <laughs> it was all about that the bank would give you change. You like, you come in with a dollar, we'll give you four quarters. Yeah, you come in with a $5 bill. We're not going to give you four singles and 100 pennies unless that's the change you're looking for. <laughs> I loved it. It's uh, I loved it. So, uh, and the other thing I want to say about Evan and Community Cars, they are big supporters of NIL. Mm-hmm. They have been big supporters of NIL. So you want to talk about a company that puts its money where its mouth is. They support Indiana athletics. They want Indiana athletics to be better. And they don't just say it. They put their money where their mouth is. So, 
Love to have them on board. All right. Let's get to the weekend. Okay. I just had one idea, though. Like, this means we can make Evan come on the podcast at some point, right? Sure. Yeah. If he chooses to allow <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, like, like well, I said, we can ask. Yeah, we can uh, ask. Okay. Because I, I, you know, between him and his dad, who I've not had the pleasure of meeting, you know they've got some incredible IU stories. Totally. His dad was very close to Coach Knight. Very close. Mm-hmm. Just saying, um, just planting a seed there. Maybe it'll grow into something. Evan, I don't know if you knew that that was part of the deal, but that's what we do. Our sponsorship deals also include that you have to come on the podcast and sh- share dirt from the past. Well, it's just like Wayne's World. Remember when they finally got their big title sponsor? I mean, we're we're not going to we, – we definitely wouldn't give Evan the same kind of hard time. I mean, who knows? Schwinkter gotta... says what? Schwinkter says what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the weekend. No. We have to. We okay. have to. I mean, look. Mm. It's been a it's been an extremely disappointing season. Okay. It and and we are coming to the end of it. Mm-hmm. I um I was somewhat heartened, and the more I think about it, on how we fought in that game. Now, I do not believe in moral victories. Okay, I say that. But what what are we talking about here then? No, no, we shouldn't be satisfied with that. We shouldn't be happy about it. But I do feel better that we didn't go in there. And when they went up 10 laid down and got beat by 25, which we easily could have done. Sure. We had a chance to win that game and we did not win it because of poor execution and talent that isn't good enough. I mean, that's the truth. Uh, I don't think you can put that game on the coaches. I don't think you can put that game on the game plan. We got plenty of good looks and we were in the game. We really frustrated Jaden Ivey, who might be the number one pick of the NBA draft. A guy that, you know. Great. Then then he can't go to the Pacers, probably. Right, right. Well, As long as he doesn't go to the Pacers, I don't care where he gets drafted. But Xavier Johnson showed a tremendous amount of heart. Trace Jackson Davis, who I was extremely critical of at halftime because I just thought he did not come to play, uh, especially after getting blocked by Zach Eady on this first shot. But I thought the second half, Trace showed a lot of heart and played hard. Race Thompson was a stud throughout and played hard. Um, we just we're not good enough. Th- this well, team isn't good enough. Yeah, it's you know when you look at the we lost both of these games that arguably would have gotten us into the NCAA tournament. We lost them by a total of five points. And the players you mentioned for Purdue, obviously Ivy being the headliner, but then even when you look at Rutgers and you've got the Geo Baker and you've got the Ron Harper Jr. And just nobody on this team has emerged to be that that star clutch F you, I'm going to win this at the end player. Rob Finnessy, God bless him, had that earlier this season and earlier in his career, but we all know Rob with the injury history and just even struggling to stay on the court this year, um, as great as X has been over, what, these last 10 games. He's really taken his game to another level, um, which has been fun and exciting to see. There's still a difference between that and being the guy at the end of the game who wins it for you and yeah I if that player is on the roster he hasn't really emerged yet maybe it could end up being like scoop you know and I even think Jordan to a large degree for as little play as he's been getting he comes in and he scores three out of four buckets like he doesn't seem to be phased um getting out there even if he 
he's been sitting on the bench for 15 minutes. He comes in and produces, but that player does not exist on this roster right now. And as a result, we lost a ton of close games this year. And if we'd only won one or two of those, we would probably comfortably be in the tournament. But without it, oh boy, you're number six, probably sitting at home come uh, well, we're all sitting at home on Selection Sunday. We'll just be really disappointed while sitting at home on Selection Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, all this talk that we're still on the bubble, I just find hilarious. I mean, we haven't done anything to earn our way in. I mean, here's the bottom line. Nebraska has better wins this year than Indiana. That's the truth. We have two really good wins. I wouldn't even say really good wins. We have one really good win against Purdue at home. We beat Ohio State at home, which Ohio State has turned out to be not very good. I mean, no. they're just not very good. Nebraska has beaten Wisconsin at Wisconsin and Ohio State at Ohio State. Those two wins are better than our two wins. Sure. Um, so we just haven't done enough. We didn't have a non-conference schedule that gave us any opportunities to even beat decent teams. We lost to a bad team in Syracuse. St. John's is not a good team. We beat Notre Dame, which is not a quad one win because they're not very good. They're just playing in an awful conference. And then we scheduled the rest of the games as cupcakes to pile up wins so that we could get into the NCAA tournament. And that strategy is backfiring because a couple more quad two wins even would make a difference. Well, and what? We've lost... Seven out of our last eleven, seven or, or nine, or seven seven of nine, yeah. Um, and and that was it because we went zero and five in that critical five game stretch, and then you and I were kind of going back and forth about these last four games, where it was like, oh yeah, you know, three would get us in, uh, and and we got the two, you figured we would, and we didn't win. One of I mean, it was Rutgers at home. And I like Rutgers hot and cold this season with those couple of studs. But it was just like, no, no, there are so many opportunities to punch our ticket. And I can't I can't help it because I just lived through it with the Colts. Like you had this team that was like struggling, but ultimately got some wins and got some momentum. And then even at the last stretch, even though we we basically forfeited a game at Northwestern, we're still like totally in control of our own destiny on our home court and we just don't do it and it's like no guys you you had your opportunities and you blew all of them yeah look before this season you and i were in agreement for once uh no we weren't no we weren't (laughs) (laughs) when we said success this year is getting into the tournament comfortably that that's what we felt like we needed to do. Well, I had many more qualifications that were all more optimistic than that. But within a few weeks into the season, I stripped those all away. And I was yeah, just I like, mean, I, I just figured, look, it's five years in a row of not making the tournament. You got to make the tournament. And we wanted to not be in this situation that we're in. Yeah. We didn't do it. So this season so far has been a failure. I mean, that's the only way to look at it. It is binary. Not, it, it, not so far. Like, it is. I well, mean, look, I mean, look. you, you want to get crazy in the Big Ten tournament. Okay, great. Right. Well, that's why I have to say so far. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So it has largely been a disappointment and and um, the team just isn't good enough, period. And you can do all the analysis you want. And there's certainly decisions that the coaches have made that are don't seem good and, and are baffling. And there is tons of just poor play from the players and inconsistent play, even from our, quote unquote, best players. Uh, in games that we really needed them, that they haven't come through. I do think the MVPs of this team are Xavier Johnson and Race Thompson. Yep, I really do. I would I would do co MVPs. Well, and, because and they would be it. 
what we went back uh, a few weeks now and be like, well, race is the best player on the team. Race is the, like the most consistent best player on the team. But the way X has showed up uh, over these these last few games, uh, it's like, whoa. I mean, that that guy, um, it's it's a shame we might not have a chance to make some noise in the tournament because the way he's going and and putting together back-to-back 24-point games, getting 14 assists at Purdue. Was it 14? Know, isn't that what you told me? I th- no, I thought it was 13, but I think he got credited for 12. Okay, well. But still, 18 Whatever. Double-digit assists yeah. against your arch-rival on their court. Um, it, With only two turnovers, Ward. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did. I did. I thought I just said that. Did you? Was it? I thought you told me fourteen and two, and I didn't go back and check the box score. I definitely didn't tell you fourteen and two, but. All right. Well, I won't give you credit for that then. <laughs> Look, here's the thing, and we and we have no idea where it's going next year. So many guys could come and go. We really, it's it's hard to predict. So then you have to take a step back, or I take a step back and look at what do we think we know at least about coach Woodson and maybe what we can expect from his teams. And I'll tell you that defense, if, if you, if we're talking about a team, we just, we haven't been able to shoot for years. And I do feel like shooting is so much about talent. I can't believe that there weren't players on this roster, including players that missed wide open shots when it really mattered against Purdue, that they weren't putting up tons of shots, that they just don't have the talent. It doesn't it doesn't matter how many times you practice shooting if you don't have the God-given talent to actually make it and to have the sort of personality that is clutch to make it. Okay? I think that I think that point right there cuz look, Parker Stewart can make shots. Okay? I mean, he can shoot the basketball. Like open gym, you know, nobody on the court, shoot 100 threes. I'm sure he and Miller Cop can make a ton of them. But what you just said, whatever that personality trait is that allows you to make them in the biggest moments, that is what this team is. I would say that and basketball IQ overall are the intangibles that we didn't recruit well to and we didn't develop. And I don't know how much of that can be developed. I think most of it is just God-given or cultivated because of your personality. But well, well, but when you say we, what we're really talking about is Archie Miller and his staff, with a couple of exceptions of what Coach Woodson and his staff brought in. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Although I think that Michael Doerr, Miller, Cop, uh, were uh, were bad analysis. Was was they they missed on those? Well, I mean that's fine. I think Durr has served somewhat of his purpose. I really didn't expect. I mean, w- when you have race and trace, like you're really just looking for a guy to come in and spell. You're not. You're not going to get like an impact player. Uh, and no, but I, I thought to come in and able, do it. I thought he'd be able to finish more at the basket. He does not finish at the basket. I didn't think that. Like when he first showed up, and a couple people saw him in practice, there was a whisper of that. But that wasn't part of like the report with him coming in from Florida that he was going to be able to be anything of a offensive contributor. Look, what, what I'm trying to get to is that I was so impressed by the defense when we saw so many just inexplicable open shots and layups under Archie's regime, you know, yeah, after yeah. years of trying to install whatever pack line, 
abomination defense that was. It was just senseless how often other teams got wide open shots all over the court. So to just see this really sticky, intense, tenacious man-to-man that like the players we have coming in in terms of size and length and athleticism, I think our defense is only going to get better. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it would get worse, right? No, like, right. And, and if it just stayed here, yes. then you've got enough to compete at the highest levels if you have a serviceable offense. Absolutely. And to Jeff Van Gundy's point, you know, you recruit offense and you teach defense. And I think, oh, you had you had a point I wanted to reference. Then I got you all confused with Jeff Van Gundy of... Uh, We're both see. just bald, <laughs> nebbishy dudes. What, what, let me see if I can come up with it. It's, it's about, I don't think I'm going to pull it out. Mm. Damn it. Well, mm. why don't we just stay silent? Until you do. Okay. Because this, I I read this in a podcast book. This is great content. Silence? Okay. Yeah. Well, then stop talking so I can try to remember what I was. Sure. No, great content. Ready? Start. It's, it's instead of just silence, it's going to be me thinking through my thoughts out loud. Oh, so I was talking, hold on. You're breaking my concentration. So I was talking about the defense being good and then you bring in new offense. Sorry, community. The offensive, please. This isn't what you bought in for. What are we now? Uh, Nope. It's gone. I I couldn't come (laughs) up. (laughs) But back to your point, I think what we know about Woody's teams is he did coach and cultivate a great defense. Mm -hmm. I am not willing to say we know anything about offense yet because while we did, I think anecdotally think that we saw open shots. I remember. Oh boy. Here we go. We were talking, we were trying to make ourselves feel better. And you said, besides like the Michigan game and like the second half of a couple games, particularly Illinois, we were not blown out. We were not run off the court. We were competitive pretty much all games, all season. And I mean, we had some really good halves against Wisconsin and some really bad halves against Wisconsin. But there was very few games where we weren't in it in the final minutes or moments. And that the defense, I think, is largely the reason why that yeah. you can stay close even with top teams with that defense and so our offense i i have to believe with the guys he's recruiting to come in i, I we're not going to get worse at shooting could we possibly get worse at shooting i don't I, think I don't, so I yeah, yeah i don't th- i don't think we can get worse at offense I and mean, we've we got the hundredth offense in the country the and we offense. were getting some good looks in in all of these games and then there were a few games where it was like i mean even what happens at the very end of these couple games, just like terrible shots or like launching a shot from 35 feet when there's still two seconds left, you know, maybe with more time or more coaching or just more players coming in with, with a higher basketball IQ that that we weren't as far away as the record indicates we were this season. That's okay. So two things can be true. I agree with you 100%. And also, we are exactly what our record says we are. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, but, but you're right. Not, we're not, not when we're trying away. to project into the future. Yeah. It's not like, oh, just more of the same. No. It was like, well, new coach, some new players, more new players coming in. How can we be optimistic about it? You can be. 
Yeah, I and look, it's going to be a topsy-turvy roller coaster of an offseason because who the hell knows who's staying? Who the hell knows who's going? What's the transfer portal going to look like this year when you only have the one-time transfer now? It's not like last year where they just opened the floodgates. Mm-hmm. So last year had like 1,300 people transfer. It wouldn't shock me if that number went down to seven, 800, you know, like really limits how many people. And that means that the top level people are limited, which does that mean that really it's just a Kentucky, Auburn, LSU, Baylor, Texas Tech, you know, game for those top guys. And then you have to be really specific and careful if you're in Indiana on who you get. And if you get the right guys, then the right guys mean a lot more than, you know, the flashy guys. And it's going to be a really interesting offseason. Um, I, I, I don't think we know much other than the defense. That's what I'll say. I just, I, like I said, I think you're right that it seems like we got some open looks, but we did have questions about substitution patterns and lineups that seem more informed from the NBA than they do the college game. We had questions about game management where in the Purdue game, we don't have any timeouts, five minutes left in the game. That would have been nice to have one. It was nuts. So we'll see what happens. Um, I want to just say a quick word about the IU women's team. Man, that was heartbreaking to watch them lose the third time to Iowa. Iowa is an excellent basketball team that has so much firepower. Yeah. But, man, I love watching the IU women play. And here's the truth. A Big Ten title would have been really nice. A Big Ten tournament title would have been really nice. Bad luck has gotten in the way of this team with injuries and sicknesses and COVID and cancellations. The last 15 games of this year for this team have been totally riddled with bad luck. That's what they have been. And now we talk about it. Yeah, we talk about it a lot. Luck is such a huge part of of putting together very special seasons. The difference between really good and special seasons. But as you I just cut you off, but you said, but now they're they're back at full strength just in time for what we all hope is an even more magical run than last year. Yeah. And this is the only thing that really matters. You know, this Mm -hmm. is all that matters. This is their legacy. So they went to the Elite Eight last year. I'm excited as hell to see the run they go on this year. And, uh, you know, they're going to host some games most likely. They're going to host some games. Assembly Hall better be filled for those games. I mean, this is is a basketball-crazed school, and we have a basketball team that is elite and high quality, and we should support them because God knows they don't come around that often. Well, hopefully – they come out uh, come around a lot more often as long as coach Morin is is in the head coach's seat for this program i feel like no doubt this is going to be a team that's almost always in the NCAA tournament but we were there for the last game when uh the Purdue game um the last time we were in Bloomington and there was there was I mean that I seven think eight thousand people. Yeah, like the third biggest crowd they'd ever had there for a women's yeah. basketball game. So words out, secrets out. These these ladies are not only really good, they're really fun to watch too. So yeah, so it, that was a rival game. It's always fun to see Purdue get beat down in Assembly Hall, but the NCAA tournament coming to Bloomington, you know, and like like the, the that crowd, that fan base did a really great job for the NIT. This is the NCAA. Like, totally. let's, let's get the balconies filled up. I, I am with you. And, uh, you know, it's your last chance to watch Nicole Cardano-Hillary, Ali Patberg, and Alexa Goulbe. And they are three people that deserve our gratitude. They have busted their ass for Indiana and gave it their all. And the way they play, there is never a question about their effort, ever. And that's no. commendable. 
when you talk about Allie, I would just be watching the roster next year for somebody like a lady with like like a shaved head and her name's like Amy Satlerg. <laughs> you think she's gonna come in disguise? I yeah, I just I won't believe she's not on the team until she's not actually on the team, and that will that will be a sad realization. It really will be. One season seems to be ending. The other season seems to just be on the cusp of potentially something great. And it's time for us to do something we don't get to do very often. Look to the future with a future Hoosier great. So what do you say we just get to it? That's fine by me, yes. <laughs> Here comes our guest. Here, Here comes, comes our guest. guest. Here comes our guest. Here comes our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as much as we love the glories of Indiana's past and the excitement of Indiana's present, today we are focusing on the thrills of Indiana's future, which this man will no doubt be a part of. Eric, which man are we talking to? Well, first off, before I get into it, you just did that off the top of your dome, right? Like you just came up with all that. And let's be honest, many (laughs) times when you do that, the train leaves the station and you're not sure if it's going to be able to pull in and you landed that one. I mean, like clearly that's not something anybody would write on purpose, but the fact that you, you, you are complimenting me. I take that as high praise. You landed it, dude. I liked it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking to a young man who hails from Fayetteville, Georgia, where he plays for Fayette County High School, where he has played his AAU ball for the Atlanta Celtics, a very storied AAU program down in Atlanta. He is, I bet he's going to say six foot nine. Is that right? You can just say yes or no. Yeah, that's right. Let's Full six here. nine <laughs> with a seven two wingspan. Is that right? Or has that gotten bigger? That's correct. That's correct. Seven two wingspan. He comes from an athletic family. His mother played at Alabama. His father played at LaGrange. His older sister runs track at TCU. It's just like a factory of athletic geniuses. (laughs) We are talking to a four-star forward who, of course, committed to Indiana University. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking to the next great forward at Indiana, Caleb Banks. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You got to school. So where where are you right now? Uh, right now, I'm currently in my um, mother's classroom right now. Wh- which classroom? My mother's class. She she work at the school too. Oh. Your mom teaches there. Yes, sir. What oh, she teach? Know. Uh, algebra, algebra one, math, math graders. Oh. Whoa, that's no offense, but that sucks. <laughs> like to have a mom as yeah. an algebra teacher, like. Does she kill you when you don't know what you're doing in math? No, yeah, that's basically how it goes. <laughs> are you <laughs> are you good at math? Is math a strong subject for you? Yeah, when I'm locked in. When I'm yeah. locked in, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. That's what I say, too, when I'm locked in. The problem is I've never been locked in, ever. <laughs> With, when it comes to algebra, I've always been locked out. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, boy. Yeah. No. Trying too hard today. Trying yeah. too hard. Caleb, okay. don't you don't have to give him sympathy <laughs>, laughs for that. No, he really didn't. He no, didn't he, at all. <laughs> Just <laughs> let me hang out there. <laughs> all right, Caleb. So listen, man, uh, your basketball season has recently come to a conclusion, right? And right. I know you are not happy about that because your goal this year was to win the state championship. Uh, talk to us a little bit about 
you know, how how do you um, emotionally deal with the end of a season that, that comes before you wanted it to? Uh, it's really tough, uh, especially because I had high expectations. We really got upset in the Sweet 16. I really, to be honest, I was kind of more in shock than anything. Hmm. I dealt with that. I mean, it was the same way we lost this year. It was the same way we lost last year. Off of missed free throws and a last-second buzzer beater. Mm. That's the worst, right? The buzzer beaters are the worst. <laughs> are you at a place yet where you can look at it and be like, okay, this is how I'm going to learn from this and get stronger? Or are you still yeah. just, yeah? Yeah, because that game I found out was, which, uh, which is really tough watching it from the sideline. So I look back at this. I basically did, did, did that, just learn from that. Yeah. How many games did you fall out of this year? Uh, right. <laughs> That's a good question. Maybe three. Maybe three. three. You're aggressive, though. That means you're aggressive on defense. You, yeah. know, you get after it. And sometimes I don't feel like the refs in Georgia. I don't know. Caleb, guess what? I don't the know. refs everywhere, they suck. Yeah. They just suck. Referees suck. They don't know what they're doing. They don't. They just like to blow the whistle. They think it sounds good. If it's up to me, I would go to the foul line like 10 times a game if it's up to me. Right. Exactly. Now, one of the things that's gotten Hoosier fans most excited is your game seemed to hit a new level this year with the continued development of your three-point shot which clearly is something as Indiana fans, which we just spent a lot of time talking about, we need some help on. Um, how have you felt about that part of your game? And can you tell us, like, how do you get better at three-point shooting? Is, is it just re repetition, or are you tweaking your shot? Like, talk to us about that. Um, of course, repetition, of course. And how else I get better? I mean, I would say... Just run, just going, shoot, runs, taking, just working on all kinds of shots, off balance shots, contested shots. Just, you never know what situation you will have to pull a three. So I just work on three in any situation. Right. Really? So, so when you're practicing, you're working on not just like a shooting rack and just putting them up, but you're working on like on the move, off balance, move, everything. Like off the pick and roll, off the uh, give a handoff, just off all random. What what are you you have a few months now before you show up in Bloomington? What is your priority as far as individual development between now and the time you're on the court being coached up by by Coach Woodson and Yah and the rest of the staff? Um definitely getting the weight room. I mean weight room, fitness too. Um probably better of a ball. Ball handlers, uh, working on my ball skills, hit that ball skills. Uh, just the defensive side, getting my lower body stronger. So I can be better on defense. And, uh, yeah, my upper body is stronger too, so I know I know the big times where I can be able to bang with them. With them. How, how much can you bench press? How much can I bench press? Yeah. I'll let you know. I, got a, I have a max. I got a, I'll let oh, you, you know. got to max out. All right. Okay. Can, let me ask you this. Do you think you could bench press more than just the bar? Of course. Okay. Well, then you're better than me. You're better than me. So that's good. Don't laugh at me, Caleb. I'm an older dude. I mean, good Lord. I love that. That bar's heavy. 
that bar's heavy. Hey, what is your favorite play that you personally make in games? What is the, what play? is your favorite thing to, to get done in a basketball game? Uh, a really cool hand watch, like just weighing somebody. Like, yeah, I think that's the coolest thing. And like, just weighing somebody, put them in a cup, and just look at them or something. Yeah, yeah, the look. The look is the big thing, but you got to get away with looking at them without getting a technical, right? Yeah, right. But right. you got to learn how to do stuff on the side, like being slick. That's what I do a lot. I'm more of a slick. When it comes out and stuff like that, I do more of the side. <laughs> I like that. So, like, what? you give them, like, a side eye? It's like a side eye? Like, you kind of looking at them out the corner of your eye? Yeah, and I'll probably mumble something to them, something to say something a little what give me give me an example uh, <laughs> come on no no come on you're driving down the lane i'm coming at you i come at you with two hands and you do a pirouette and you put the ball in and 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 i was really coming at you with two hands what are you going to mumble to me uh, yeah, that's a tough question. Well, I, mumble. I don't know if i can say it i don't you can say it on this podcast mm -hmm. <laughs> uh I'd be like, and one, and I'd say something else after. Yeah, you would take and one. <laughs> I would say That's this is what I would do. I'll That's give you an ex I'll give you a suggestion, you know, that maybe you could use in Bloomington. And one, and then side eye and go, Rudy Tootie, fresh and fruity. You, you don't have to laugh at that, Caleb. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going. To. Um, yeah, that, you just say something so crazy. You want to. You want to say something nuts. Yeah, that, like. That, like, that would have caught me off guard. I'm like, exactly. Oh, you want to get in their head. Like, one more, Ward. One more. Pirouette and one, and then go, your skin is soft. You said what? Your skin is <laughs> your, your, skin. your oh. skin is soft. That, that's actually good. It's, right? <laughs> I can vouch for that, because they'll, they'll be like, they'll, they'll look. They like, somebody said that to me. What is going on? Right, yeah, exactly. Don't, don't encourage him, Caleb. <laughs> Okay, Caleb, we know you come from a family of high-level athletes, but but tell us how in that environment you you decided for you, for Caleb, that basketball was going to be your destiny, your future. Do you remember how that happened, when that happened? Um, yeah, it happened. Um, my grade. Ninth grade. Oh, my gosh, ninth grade. I decided playing football just focus on basketball do you remember why you decided that uh you were going eighth grade going to ninth grade i went out for the spring football and i just knew it wasn't for me at that point in time did, did you get hit too hard nah it, I, I don't like when people <laughs> say that but i got hit too hard i just i just knew that's not what it i don't it's hard to explain because i can tell you that when i was in high school and i had a I, I tried out for the basketball team, but we, we a bunch of my friends went out for the football team and we played a flag football game on Thanksgiving, like in eighth grade. And, and we decided to play tackle and somebody tackled me. And I was like, I'm never playing football again. I don't like how this feels. Yeah. Never. Basketball is my sport. Yeah, basketball. Football is Yeah. Yeah, but remember, Caleb, basketball actually wasn't Eric's sport either. <laughs> Oh. Talking about basketball ended oh. up being Eric's sport. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, but Caleb, it is interesting. It was, oh, like football wasn't for me. But was there a point in basketball where you realized 
you were going to be better than most of the guys you played against? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, that same summer, actually, because I would, uh, it was, we would have, like, summer games for the high school. Without me coming from ninth grade, um, I would get, like, more playing time over, like, the seniors. Mm. And the seniors would go to get, and I would, like, be in the game, like, in a late-time situation. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. When you were growing up, uh, were you an NBA fan? Were there players that, that you really liked, like Jeff Posters on the wall as a kid? Uh, I mean, I've always been a LeBron fan. I'm like a lot. Sure. Follow him everywhere he goes. So do you root for – did you root for the Cavs and then the Heat and then the Cavs and now the Lakers? Do you root for his teams no matter where he goes? Basically, basically. Anywhere LeBron goes, I go. I get that. Like a lot. What – what maybe um, is, is are there aspects of his game in particular? You're like, ah, I really, I really want to emulate that. Or is there maybe another player who you're not even necessarily a big fan of, but you can see some of the same talent and skill set that that you have? Um, yeah, I mean, I, t- I try to take when I watch LeBron, I just try to take how he, um, not necessarily how he plays, but how he thinks the game. So, yeah, that's what I get out of LeBron, you know, most part. And how he uses athleticism, which I think he uses my athleticism better. Um, but other players, I mean, I, mean, I, I watch a lot of mixtures of players like with my size and my, basically like six, eight wings. Or six, yeah. Yeah. I, I just watch any player that like me, I just like to watch. Mm. You know, this may be a totally unfair comparison because he's in, you know, he, I mean, he's been in the NBA for a while. But, like, I've only gotten a chance to watch you in clips and YouTube, you know, videos and stuff, and, and I love your game. I love the versatility. Um, Kawhi Leonard comes to mind. Like, big, can shoot it, can go inside. Like, is Kawhi a guy that you see any, uh, you know, similarities to? Um, yeah, I see similarities to Kawhi. Um, I actually heard that before, but not necessarily from how we play. But how we um, come approach the games, like he's a silent. He don't say too much. I really, I'm like a silent assassin as well. So, but uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. But his versatility, he can do a lot. Yeah. I feel like he can do a lot too. Yeah, I feel like I can lock up. I can lock, lock up too. So one of the things we like to do on this podcast is we like to learn about the people that are going to wear the cream and crimson beyond just basketball. So okay. you're a kid growing up. Obviously, you like basketball. You like football. But what else are you into? Are you into are you a video gamer? Yeah, I play a lot of video games. What's your favorite game and what are you best at? My favorite game currently or like growing up? Growing up. Let's start growing up. Growing up, uh, I, love, I love Call of Duty. Black Ops. COD? Specifically sure. Black Ops 2. Black Ops 2. Okay. So you like just roll, rolling people, just murdering as many people as possible. Uh, well, you put it like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound good, does it? It doesn't sound good. <laughs> are you All right, what, what are you still on video games or Yeah, yeah, on? because okay. I'm curious when you're in playing video games and and you know when Ward and I were kids, the only way you played with people is when they came over to your house and you alternated who would be the the person. You're obviously I assume playing Call of Duty with friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Are you super competitive when you're playing Call of Duty uh, just like you are in basketball? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I always like being on top of the leaderboard. I, I, not always get on my teammates for like not playing well. And, <laughs> <laughs> gotta I like that. You got to talk out there. 
Yeah, Wait, yeah. real quick, what's your favorite game currently? My favorite game currently, I would have to say it's either Rainbow Six Siege or Fortnite. I don't Fortnite. play the game as much now. But yeah, have you ever played Super Mario Brothers? Super Mario Bros. Is that Super Mario Bros. Not the car. I played the Mario Kart. I haven't played Mario it. Kart. Yeah. I mean, Super Mario Brothers. What about Donkey Kong? Actually, I have played Super Mario Bros. I was in a hotel with one of my teammates for AU tournament. That's I had a quick learning curve. I think I used. I can't remember the character I used. Yeah, it's, you were probably Mario. Okay. <laughs> Movies, uh, TV shows. What? Uh, what? What? Is your all-time favorite movie? What's your favorite movie, and what uh, TV favorite. show are you watching right now? TV show I'm watching right now. Uh, well, I watched them. I wouldn't say it's not a TV show, but I watched that new Medea movie on Netflix last night. What, what movie? The new Medea movie. Oh, oh okay. Is it good? It's it's pretty pretty all right. All right. Well, yeah, Medea. Tyler Perry, kind of a big deal in uh, Georgia for the last few decades. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. All okay. right. Um, and then, and then, yeah. All time favorite movie. All time favorite movie. That's a tough one. Um, I was well. This is my favorite. Uh, I'm a big superhero kind of guy. But it's either Avengers, uh, Avengers Endgame, or Batman: The Dark The Dark Knight Rises. Ooh, The Dark Knight Rises, not The Dark Knight. Wait, wait, wait. The, like the, Joker, the, Joker. the Joker. The Joker. That's Dark Knight. That's Dark, Dark, Dark Knight. Okay. Then the Dark Knight Rises is the one with Bane. I like them both. Uh, Ward does not like either. I love both. Uh, there's parts of D- the Dark Knight that are amazing. It's just bloated. But no, the 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 one with Bane is just a piece of junk. No, no, it's not. It's awesome. Yeah. It's terrible. You are wrong, Ward. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if it was a comedy, I would be on board. <laughs> um, food. You've got one meal to have. What's your favorite food? What are you going to go get? Um, definitely like a 10-piece hot wings, honey hot from somewhere. Welcome You're a hot food. chicken guy. Yeah. You know, when you went to Indiana, did you go to Buffaloes? Yes. How much did you like Buffaloes? Yeah, you're going to be there a lot, aren't you? Yeah, I'm already know. <laughs> okay, what is in like an artist or two in heavy rotation right now that you're listening to music-wise? Artist? Um, artist, I love Baby from Georgia. Um, oh, future. Sure. I'm a big Future fan. Future? Okay. I like it. Uh, are you a fan of Billy Joel? Billy. Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel. No, I can like a lot. Is your mom around you? Ask your mom if she knows Billy Joel. She's in the meeting right now. All right. I bet you she knows Billy Joel. Tell her to play some Billy Joel for you. Okay. All right. So that's like old school? Yeah, it's old school. You don't you don't need to do that, Caleb. You don't need to bother Kendra with that. Look, we're gonna get to a very important decision you made. You decided to go to Indiana University. That's why we're all here talking. Um, can you talk about how you first heard from Indiana University, I'm guessing through Coach Yah, and just what the recruitment process was like? Um, it was, when I first heard about Indiana, uh, it was from Coach Yah laughing at the job. He told me he wanted, uh, he wanted, he wanted 
he, he wanted to be, I wanted, he wanted to me to be one of the first person he recruited. Okay. So I, I mean, I, I still my knowledge, but just by him saying that. And did you work out with Coach Yab when he was in between college gigs? Was he someone that you worked out with, or he just knew you from going to AAU tournaments and following Atlanta basketball? Nah, I, I worked out with him. Uh, he was pretty hard on me throughout the workout. So, yeah, he, he told me, kept it real with me. And did you like that? Did you respond well to the fact that he wasn't kissing your ass, but he was telling you what you needed to work on? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it wasn't always sweet. I mean, it's still love, but yeah, I like it. And he was still, he was catching a couple of my AAU tournaments, courtside watching, as if he was like, as if he was a college coach, he was just watching, standing on the baseline. Now, I would imagine that, you know, growing up in Fayetteville, you're down in the South, you're, are you 18 years old right now? Uh, You turned 18. Indiana University basketball has not been a nationally relevant program, really, your life. I mean, they have not been competing for national championships on a regular basis. So did you know really anything about Indiana when that recruitment began? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I knew stuff about Indiana. I'm not going to lie. I did not know it was a blue blood. blood. Sure. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, I definitely knew. I mean, I knew about... uh, like OG, OG, I knew right. about players, so in the recent, like the recent like Sure, sure. Did you know how crazy the fans were? No, I didn't know about that. But I, you know now, right? I know, I know now. <laughs> so when when did that realization happen? When did you realize, oh, these these people are different? I think, um, actually, I think it was your video. My video. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Success. (laughs) You saw that video and and you were like, this dude's these dudes are crazy. I I didn't say crazy. Well, I kind of did. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. I I take that as a compliment. I take that as a compliment. Um. And then, and then you actually got to go to Indiana when you visited for the first time. Walk us through um, what that was like for you. What what was it like seeing Bloomington? And I assume a lot of fans came up to you while you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it was cool. Definitely cool. Um, what was it? Cause I, I've been there twice. I can't remember the first and the second time. But I know I had a good time both times. So. I think the second time I went was uh, with another recruit. But the first time I was by myself. Oh yeah, you went. You they brought you back with Noah, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. We don't talk about him anymore. He was close. I can tell you. I can tell you. He was really close. Doesn't matter. Horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah, just doesn't matter. Um. So look, we always love talking about this. First time you walked into Assembly Hall, walk us through what you remember, what the feeling was like when you walked into that building for the first for the first time. I had I had chills. I'm not gonna lie. It was just like a surreal moment. It is, it is like, just knowing what's behind us. Yeah, like, those banners. You like looking up at those banners? Yeah, yeah. Now, didn't so I hear... So cool oh, sorry, go ahead. I just, no, I, just said, I feel like it would be such a cool place to play in. And I, I think is. I saw an interview from you that said, like, when you first walked in, you're like, I got to get some shots up. Yeah, I got shots up. And... You played a game of horse with Coach Ya. Yeah. And how did that go? 
I mean, have great, you ever had great. A- you upset him, Eric. I know. I did. <laughs> so you you Coach Yaw beats you in a game of horse. Do you, have you had a rematch against him? No, not yet. Okay. I gotta get my back. You gotta get it back. Okay. You gotta run it back. What what did when you finally really sat down and had a real conversation with Coach Woodson, what did he say to you that made you feel like Indiana University is where you you belonged? Um, it's not much what he really said because I can say a lot of conversations said the same thing, but I used to feel it in the presence I got from him when we actually did sit down and talk. I just feel like he was just being completely 100% honest and I could 100% trust him in this process. It was more of a feeling thing, not what he said. Mm, A vibe. And is it something that since your commitment, have you continued to be able to build a relationship even more with Coach Ya and with Coach Woody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was me. Uh, congratulating me on my accomplishments, calling me out of the blue, stuff like that. That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, what about your parents? Um, obviously, your mom, whose room you're in right now. How, how important was it for them to be comfortable with Coach Woody and Indiana, which – you know, it's further away than some of the other schools that you were looking at. Um, that was a tough thing for my how far away it was. But I, really, I think Eric, that really settled down once we flew out there for the first time and landed in Bloomington. It wasn't that, that was a concern about how far away it was. Good. So it just made you comfortable once you got there. Yes. Uh, your mom was a baller. Your dad was a baller. Growing up, was there a lot of one-on-one? Do you remember when you were able to beat your dad for the first time or mom? Yeah. Or maybe that hasn't happened yet. I don't know. I don't want to be presumptuous. Oh, yeah. I mean, my dad, I, I beat him once I got around, like, seventh grade, eighth grade. I didn't beat my sister till like, ninth grade. Really? Yeah, she was a father, too. Nice. Oh. What about mom? I, I really never played mom. I think we played a couple games before it's we sound like family horse. I was winning most of them, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you have, like, a trick shot that you use in horse? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I understand. You know how you can stand behind the goal and shoot it? Like, yeah. That's your shot? Yeah, but I would stand, I stand, like, five feet behind it, like, ten feet. Ooh, not right under it. Yeah, not right under it. That's too easy, in my opinion. You got to have good clearance. Like, that's a better one for outdoors than it is for indoors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot. I know a lot about horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first time you ever dunked the basketball. First time I ever dunked, uh, eighth grade. Um, we were just playing around in gym class in middle school. I would always just, I always just dunk it. I always try to dunk it and just hang on around. But this time I actually went in. That was great. And and did did all your friends classmates go nuts? Yeah, they went nuts. That was that's their first time seeing somebody dunk, too, I think. That's awesome. And then after that, was it easy to dunk once you did it one time? Was it oh, like yeah, something you could thing. do? Once I did it one time, I think two months later, I started bat scratching. Uh, Wait, would say that again? Two months later, what? I started like bat scratching, like bringing it back and dunking it. Oh, oh, I like that. What's your vertical leap? My vertical? I don't know the exact number, but I know last year it was like 37. <laughs> 37 last year. That's a lot. Eric and I just found out what ours were this summer. We went back to Bloomington, and, and Cliff Marshall had us try it. 
Um, and it Com- was less. It was less than that combined. It was. It was, combined. It was less than yeah. that combined. Oh, no. <laughs> That's true. It is true. Um, so, how much did you pay attention, or are you paying attention to Indiana's season this year? Have you been able to watch a lot of games? Um, yeah, I've been watching. I've been the games. I mean, yeah, the games I could watch, I watched. I said that. And are you at a point where do you get upset now when we lose? Like, do yeah, you take do it personally? Upset. I do get upset. Yeah. And are you and are you thinking to yourself, I just I want to be taking that shot. Get me that shot. Yeah, I just want to create plays. Create plays up and up. Create plays. We 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 want to see more of that in Bloomington for sure. I do wonder, uh, somebody who's going to be getting there a year behind you, but he's your fellow Georgian, Ja'Kai Newton. Have your paths ever crossed? Um, uh, not in person, though. But, um, yeah, we keep contact with Nitty. And have you started relationships with the other recruits coming with you, like Jalen hood Shafino, CJ Gunn? Is there a relationship building there? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's going to, of course, it's going to get stronger, but it's, it's, it's like light right now. Right, right. Are you excited? How excited are you now? Now that your season is over, is it something where you just can't wait to get out of school and get to Indiana, or are you going to enjoy these next few months as a as a senior in high school? I mean, a little bit of both, but um, I still think about going to Indiana every day. Uh, yeah. After school, in class, thinking about going to Indiana. Um, every workout, I about Indiana. Nice. Are you nervous about anything? Nervous? No, I wouldn't say nervous. I feel like I didn't I'm scared. I just seen a lot of things. I mean I did I was, see I was scared of the dark when I went to Indiana. You That's still true. are scared of the dark. It's true. It's why you hold me when we share a hotel room. We don't share a hotel room. <laughs> I did see a video uh of you going into uh, a Denny's I presume it was in Georgia, uh, rocking some IU swag. Have you have have any Hoosiers? Because we we know of at least one down there who makes his presence known at virtually every AAU tournament. Um, ha- have you uh, realized that Indiana is something that's national? That it's beyond Bloomington and even the state of Indiana. Do you f- do you feel the fanhood down there even? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, even before I commit, I feel that. Um... Yeah, there's really people in my school that's from Indiana that wanted me to go to Indiana. They were really happy about that decision. Um, it's like Indiana fans. Some Indiana fans come to my games. I know there's been a couple, quite a few. I see all the Indiana gear sitting down for that. Love that. Love that. Um, do you do you know when you're going to go to Indiana? Or are you going to try to get there for a summer session? Um, and again. Are you going to go to Indiana for summer school? Like, are you going to get there oh, in yeah. June? I don't know the exact date yet. Got it. Um, man, it, do you know how excited IU fans are to have you at Indiana? I mean, we are just – we watch every clip we can. We're following your high school stats. We're like, oh, my God, he's shooting over 40% from three. People are losing their minds about what you can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um what are you most excited about as you think about your freshman year at Indiana? Is there one thing that you kind of envision um, more than the others? Um, you said, is there one thing I, I kind of envision? What? Yeah, for Indiana, like one thing you're most excited about. Uh, most excited about? 
probably the learning curve. I like I'm just interested in the learning curve for learning. Just, just diving just in. High school to college basketball wise, like how that's gonna play differently. I like it. Um what what do you want to is there stuff you want to do in your senior year down there at Fayette County before you get to Indiana is there like something on the list that you haven't done that you want to finish before you get to IU uh, something I want to do I have to get back with you Devin because I'm still in the basketball mode I plan to still be playing right now right but something I would do let me try to think right quick Nah, I can't think right now. How far is Fayette County from Atlanta? How far? Probably like 35 minutes. Do you go to any Hawks games? Hawks games? I've been in like two in the past year. Okay. Got it. This is a fun place for time. Is Trey Young a big deal down there? Trey Young? Yeah. Yeah, people love Trey Young. I mean, they had a good run last year. Everybody was with them. Yeah, they were fun to watch for sure. All right, man. Well, listen, we can't wait to see you wearing the cream and crimson. Get those candy stripes on. We need your size. We need your athleticism. We need your skill. We need your versatility, your competitiveness. We need it all. And we need it quick. So stay healthy. Keep working out. Wait, can we get you up here in time for the Big Ten tournament? (laughs) It starts on Thursday. (laughs) I wish. Reclassify for this week. Yeah, just blow a year of eligibility for this. It's okay. I'm sure your mom wouldn't mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Caleb, thanks for making the time right after school. We know that that it was a last-minute thing, and we really appreciate you making the time. Please thank your mom for us as well, and we can't wait to meet you in person rooting for you uh, in Assembly Hall and uh, raining down some threes and some big-time and ones. That was a guest. That was a guest. He just seems like such a a good, um, earnest young man whose life is about to just explode. Like, I'm trying to remember what my life was like as a 17-year-old, 18-year-old before I went off to college when your whole life is like the town you grow up in, you know? And, you know, Indiana was a fairly typical experience for me from as far as just a typical college kid's experience what a basketball player goes through at a place like Indiana, your life is about to become massive. I mean, the traveling, the private planes, the, the food, the tutoring, the national television. Yeah. The exposure, right? Like you just go from this small thing into now a star on some level where you are recognized amongst a big group of people. I just kept thinking about like, Oh man, he's such this like young, innocent kid and his whole life is about to change. And I love just kind of his authentic um, earnestness. I was taken back to. I mean, why don't you say, yeah, Eric, good point. I mean, which one you made like 33 points. I just all of them. I checked out and I was just waiting for my turn. That's really how we do it, right? <laughs> that It's less a conversation between the two of us, and it's more just waiting for the other's mouth to stop moving so that I know it's my turn. At least I keep my eyes up looking at the screen. You're usually in your phone, like I'm halfway through my first sentence, and you're like, hmm, let's see how many retweets we got from something yesterday. <laughs> <laughs>
That's fair. Sometimes I have to do that. Senioritis. Uh, he he didn't seem to be into that mode yet. He still seemed to be upset that his basketball yes. season was over. And I, I like that. that. Don't you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That that um, it matters to him. It it and I think not necessarily as much this year. Last year. Uh, and even the year before that, I'm recalling specific incidents with specific players not being upset when big games were lost. And no, I want our players to take losing personally and winning to be a mindset where, you know, this. I know that Trey Galloway won a state championship. But as far as winners, guys who have won the last game in a season, in a tournament, pretty limited in supply on on our roster. And I am wildly curious about that psychology. How how do you flip a bunch of brains into, God, we almost won. We came close. We were right there at the end to, like, we are going to win, and we won, and we're going to do it again and again. Yeah, I do think so much of it is because, look, I mean, the idea that like, oh, just get people that won, like just focus on the state championship teams and pick the best players from there. It's like there are great basketball players who lost in the final four that are winners, but they didn't win the last game. But to me, it is that mentality that all that matters is winning right? That nothing else matters. Everything else that happens on the basketball court is in service of winning. You know, you scoring, if you're a scorer, is not about your stats and and helping your status. It is about winning. It's because that's your role in winning. Yes. Everyone's role is in service of winning. And we haven't had enough of that. We've had too many guys hunting stuff because they think that's what they need to do for themselves. And we need winners who understand that, no, nothing matters. You, We need a guy that if he scores zero points but busts his ass on defense and rebounding and diving after the ball, and after the game is asked how the game went, he says, that was an awesome game. I couldn't be happier because I won. This and I is- feel like we have players who, if that happened, and have had players where they would be, like, sulking about that when all that should matter is the winning. Well, and this is where Race Thompson is our best player in every sense of the word. Not only with the what he brings on the court as far as the the versatility and the consistency, but that whatever I'll just do every little detail I need to do to make sure we win, even if that's telling somebody else what to do or doing the dirty work. And like you just know, there's not one part of him that is the least bit concerned about his points per game. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I get the sense from him that he just, the fact that they lost and it's still bothering him a week or two later, you know, or a week later, that's good. That's good. That's what it's supposed to feel like. That's what it's supposed to feel like. It's not about how many points you scored. You know, it's just about winning. And, and I actually got to be honest with you when I was asking him the questions about, are you excited? You know, now that Indiana's the next thing. And he was like, nah, not really, because I'm still in the mindset of I should be playing right now. We should be winning. Mm -hmm. That was good for me to hear because that's the right mindset. That is the right mindset for a winner. And um, I loved him saying that when he walked into assembly hall, he got chills. And, and you're, and, and I think that 
you know, you and I've talked about this a lot, but but it hits us in the face sometimes with a kid like Caleb, who has not known Indiana basketball at the highest level. It, I mean, it just, was a surprise to him. They were blue. They were a blue blood. Right. Which, by the way, there's an argument. <laughs> Are we? Um, but, you know, his history with Indiana is I know Victor Oladipo and I know OG. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you yep. weren't hearing. Calvert Cheney and Isaiah Thomas and Steve Alford and Scott May. Like that's not his, that is not his worldview of Indiana university. And yet he walked into assembly hall that was built by many people before Victor Oladipo and OG who each only hung a big 10 banner. And he got chills from being in that building. There is something special about that building even for a kid who doesn't understand the history of it at all. And, and that's special. And we can't, can't lose sight of how special that is. And we're lucky to be able to root for the team that plays in that building. I think that was a wonderful point you just made. That was really strong. And I agree completely. Nice job. Now, while you're checking your phone, I will confess. Oh, sorry, is the, it my turn? Yeah, uh, not yet. I'll get back to you. I'll just uh, I'll make a loud chirping noise when it's your turn again. Uh, I will. I will confess for both of us that we we were in another team's basketball arena this weekend. We we went to support a fellow Hoosier. Is why we were there. We yeah. went to Pauley Pavilion and we watched the UCLA Bruins take on the USC Trojans. Two programs that have had. Uh, uh, this is certainly a better season than IU's having, both ranked teams. And UCLA not only has is one of the very few schools with more national championships under their belt, uh, but they also were in the Final Four last season. And Pauley Pavilion, very nice. It's, it's nice, um, but it's not Assembly Hall. It is has nowhere near the presence. It does not inspire all awe in this way, same way assembly hall does and even though this is is this is the team from the from across town and they're both ranked and they're playing for seating in the 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 Pac-12 and in the NCAA tournament uh, the electricity wasn't there of of a Purdue uh game in assembly hall or Screw even Purdue I mean yeah. even a Michigan Michigan state like, Illinois you know. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. we were there. And even though everybody was like, yeah, Illinois wasn't like it was for Purdue, we all know why that is. It's impossible. Nobody can bring the juice into Assembly Hall like a, a Purdue game, but there just wasn't that explosiveness in it, the it crowd. It doesn't matter. That it doesn't del- matter. That delirium. And that's and that's it was a it was a full house at Pauly. It was it was a good crowd. It was a solid crowd. There were celebrities there, but it wasn't thrilling, exhilarating. It wasn't life or death. That's exactly right. It does not matter to the people in that building nearly as much as it matters to the people at Assembly Hall. It doesn't. And basketball to most schools does not matter as much as it does to the people that root for Indiana University. That, that is what separates it. It's also what makes it hurt so much that we cannot get our act together. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you have the resource that you cannot buy, that you cannot create. You have an unconditional, undying love and passion for this thing where you will have people fill the stands. 
you don't even have to meet us halfway because they haven't. Like, just give us a product and we show up. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. Tom Crean's first three years, they were still getting 14, 15,000 people a game for a team that had no chance of winning. No chance of winning. Yep. But basketball means something. It is it is more than just the who scores more points. It is it is a way of life. It is it is part of the fabric of the lives of people that root for Indiana. It's how we connect to each other. It's what we talk about. It's 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 what we rally around. Is it my turn yet? Yep. I don't have anything. Dick. <laughs> um, but look, going back to Caleb, he does seem like the prototypical player that we think Mike Woodson wants on this team and going forward. Totally. He is 6'9", with a 7'2 wingspan, with a 37-inch vertical, who can shoot from the outside, who can play multiple positions, and can guard multiple positions. Probably can guard, like, you know, two through five. You know, in in most... I mean, he's not going to guard a Kofi Coburn, but you know what I mean. Well, just think physically. The only guy on our team that's comparable to that right now is Jordan. And he's shorter. He's He's shorter. He's he's considerably shorter, you know. And he's also less skilled. I mean, uh, Caleb George, Banks. Yeah, I, I guess I'm thinking more of just oh, like, like a physical specimen. You're right. That that on defense, because again, we talked about already how good this defense is. When you've got, I mean, look, Rob has been a really solid defender throughout his career, but I mean, can, can you imagine like a, a guy who can go two through five, whose wingspan is a solid foot? Uh, wider than than Rob's. Like, I mean, it's just going to be so much harder to get around a guy like that. So whether it's you, if you have, um, the likes of 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 Jalen Hood Shafino potentially being the smallest guy on the court for us, if we're all like six four, six five, and up, like defensively, I think it's going to be a nightmare for whoever we're. That's playing a great against. point. That is a great point. Yeah, I mean. You think about guys like Jalen Hood Shafino, who's six four, six five at the point guard slot. Mm-hmm. You think about, you know, Tamar Bates, who you hope takes a, a leap, who's very long and athletic and six five. Caleb Banks, six eight. You know, six, I mean six he, nine. Six nine. Six nine, six nine. Um CJ Gunn, you know, who I don't think will make a huge impact next year. I don't think anybody's expecting that of him, but a shooter who's got good length, six mm-hmm. four, six five. Mm-hmm. With, with with can really shoot. Yeah, you're right. It's like the most exciting thing for to me about Caleb is that he does seem like just the, the blank sheet of paper. What are you looking for physically from a guy? Okay, I want a guy who's in that like 6'7 to 6'9 range. I want a guy who's a great athlete. I want a guy who's got a body that can fill out. I want an athlete, you know, that's got really good jumping ability. I need length like a, a plus wingspan. He checks every single box that you would put down for a Woody player. And and he's got skill. And he mm-hmm. is starting, you talked about Jordan. He is starting at a skill level so much higher than where Jordan started. So much higher. And and part of it is because of the competition he's played against. Well, and, and that he's just been doing it longer, more seriously than Jordan had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's Fayette County is a high-end school. They play really good competition and he plays for the Atlantic Celtics in the AAU circuit, which plays the top competition. So this dude's learning curve seems like it will be shorter than um, Jordan's. And, but I agree. I mean, if Jordan continues to develop Tamar, 
Caleb Banks, Jalen Hood Shafino. You know, it's going to be interesting what happens with Xavier. And I feel like I feel like one of the three point guards will be back next year. Mm. You know, I feel like Xavier, Rob, Christian, one will be back. I would definitely put my money on Xavier or Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously, from a talent perspective, I'd rather have Xavier. But the question is, how do they fit on the court together? You know, and, and Xavier needs to start and have the ball in his hands. And Jalen hood Shafino is not coming to Bloomington to not have the ball in his hands and not start at point guard. Yes. So, but, but I, I, I look, I also love that Caleb's mom is a teacher. I love that, you know, and we're just busting his ass on algebra. Love that. <laughs> Clearly education matters in that family, you know, and, and, and it feels like he's all the reports are that he's a really good kid too. And, you know, when he smiled, you know, you could see like it lights up, you know, he's, he's got this great light and energy about him. Uh, I like that. He doesn't really talk trash. I think he should take some of the talking trash lines that I gave him and, and toss them right into the trash. You think that if you dunked on somebody and told them you got soft skin, that you don't think that would get in someone's head. (laughs) Really? I do think it would. And look, he did too. He, 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 what did he say? I'll vouch for that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. He, I like he, that first. I'll vouch for that. Yeah. He got it. He understood the first one. He didn't like Rudy Tootie, fresh and fruity. He didn't like that. I, I just think he didn't know where you were coming from yet. And by the time you got to, you've got soft skin. He understood the method to your madness and was yeah, open yeah. to it. That's fair. That's fair. So, uh, Hey man, we got another game on Thursday. And yeah. mm-hmm. the sad thing is it's probably not the last game of the year. Let me ask you this. If you're in charge of Indiana University and you get an NIT bid, do you accept the NIT bid? Ward oh. Roberts is running it. I mean, no, if it's me, I'm just like, no, because I'd be like, I don't give a shit. I don't care if other people do or not. I don't care. What we're 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 in a battle to see who's the 69th best team in the country. Who yeah, cares? I'll be honest. I I'm with you. I, I think that if it was like, if we were a program that was making NCAA tournaments regularly, and you know, then had a down year because a bunch of seniors left or whatever, or a bunch of guys went to the NBA, and we were in a string of making the tournament like four or five years in a row, and then had a down year and got an invite to the NIT, I'm like, yeah, go take it, just keep playing. But this has been the norm too often. And, you know, the old saying of you you are what you tolerate, you get what you tolerate. Well, we've been tolerating like NIT appearances. And I think you just got to go, no, that's not who we are. We're not going to go to the NIT. Screw it. We'll pass up the revenue from hosting one or two games. We don't give a shit about beating Lipscomb. You know, I mean, I just don't give a shit. And it's not what I want Indiana to be. And if I'm Mike Woodson, I didn't come to Indiana to play in NIT tournaments, okay? And the first postseason game I'm going to play in as an Indiana coach is not going to be the NIT. I would totally support that. I really would. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I however it goes down, um, it, it'll be a disappointment. Yeah, like what Wichita State, what they got hot and beat us and ended up winning the whole thing, and that no, was to your no, no, or did they, they not beat? They beat us and then lost in New York City to Lipscomb. <laughs> That's where you got that from. Yes. 
<laughs> oh, man, that is rough. You can see I checked out after we did, but yeah, no, I, yeah. I, 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 um, yeah, no one gives a shit. And by the way, also, I know it doesn't seem like a big deal, but since the NCAA went to 68 games, uh huh, it's like it's just four worse teams in the NIT. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't get that year that we were playing in the NIT with Romeo, although Romeo didn't play because he was hurt. I didn't give a shit about those games. No, no. And that was that was just a few years after making the NCAA tournament. Now, six years removed. Although, man, Big Ten tournament's still out there. Beat Michigan, beat Illinois. You're back in, baby. Yeah, and everything we saw from the last games against Michigan and Illinois gives us a lot of reason to be hopeful. I'm definitely, definitely going to get my optimism way through the roof before those games. Uh, no, I'm not. I, 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 sh- I, I, sh- I shut down second half of the Illinois game. I realize now looking back at it, being there in person and just seeing us get waxed on our home court by Illinois, uh, that that's when I, I shut down. I died inside, and I started protecting myself. Do you know what time we play on Thursday? I would guess 9 a.m. our time Pacific. <laughs> 8.30 a.m. I'm I barely be back from dropping the kids off at school. Why don't you come over and watch the game? That's a Thursday. good idea. That's a good idea. I will do that. All right. Yeah, drop the kids off. That's when I get back too. I'll see you there. Cigars, breakfast cigars, and Indiana versus Michigan. It's winning time. I can't wait to watch our second to last game of the year. That's optimistic. No, because we'll make the NIT. Oh, that's assuming we accept the bid. Yeah, they'll accept it because they don't have any stones to say no. All right, man. We'll follow us on Twitter at it. That's real, real happy ending. We, <laughs> we, we're closing out with. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics. Who me? I'm yeah, already, sure. I'm already following us. Oh, cool. Well, then everybody else listening, follow us at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No e, no i. But the sometimes, sometimes why? Why? And we will be back at you next week. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear a screaming shout. I love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.